Oh, hello, darling, and welcome back to The Happy Place, your weekly serotonin-infused burst of advice and helpful anecdotes. Grab that family-sized bag of snacks you enjoy and buckle in, because this is a great week to have your eyes opened. Before we jump into the episode, I want you to centre your breathing with my favourite anxiety-busting method that will take you just 12 seconds. Box breathing. With your back supported and your feet firmly on the floor, close your eyes and breathe through your nose steadily for four seconds, making sure you feel your chest expand. Hold this breath for four seconds. Let your mind go blank. Then slowly exhale this breath for four seconds and repeat this twice more. That's in through your nose for four seconds. Hold the breath for four seconds. And then exhale slowly for four seconds. A 12 second reset. Feel your breath and feel the stress of the day fade away. Now that you have reset your breathing, you are more focused and ready to take in today's episode, which is going to explain how to convert pain into pleasure. After last week, we're at a point where we understand that we can never underestimate the trauma we have experienced, but now we need to know what we can do with all the energy that these traumas past have accumulated in our psyche. Obviously, converting pain into pleasure is a condensed version of what is actually possible, and for the people that find pleasure in pain, I support that too. We don't kink shame here. Perhaps pleasure isn't quite the right word to use here. What I mean simply is a process you can follow to turn what you have been through into something that can positively affect your current existence. But as an episode title, this might have been too long, so we'll stick with how to convert pain into pleasure. At this juncture, it's wise to look for other instances where a perceived negative experience can be used in a positive way. We can take a lot from the example of mistakes. Mistakes are, in my opinion, one of the most positive parts of all of our lives. Mistakes are forks in the road and offer the possibility of redemption. This may seem very emotional, but mistakes are one of the best ways to learn new things in small doses. And as long as you aren't a pilot, murderer or the prime minister, then the consequences can be very limited. The potential power mistakes can have comes in the aftermath and how we incorporate what we learn into our future endeavours is what makes them so powerful. I know this could come across as patronising, but this is a fundamental part of finding more joy in our own lives. Contextualising our trauma in a way that has constructive benefit in all our lives is one of the most important ways we can find pleasure in our own existence. Please don't fret that this is an exhaustive process requiring ritual sacrifice, hours of research, or a PhD in psychology. What is very important for you to understand is that this is a very simple process and it does not ask very much of you. The previous episode has unlocked some of the past experiences you may have wished stayed locked away. Now we need to explore how to convert the emotional discourse those events created into a more positive momentum. 
Being visibly feminine is one of the joys of my life, but take me back a decade into a child's understanding of gender, and perhaps this is one of the things I wished I could have changed about myself. The constant bombardment of slurs and abuse surrounding my inability to live up to the masculine expectations placed on me by society is a burden I carried with me everywhere. And it sent tremors into many areas of my life. Now I know the ambiguous and fluid nature of my own gender identity is something I treasure. The trauma sting has been reduced somewhat, but I have been left with a deep understanding of what it feels like to be assaulted by other people's emotional opinions. This is empathy, and it can offer you a key in the lock scenario in the pursuit of converting your trauma. Empathy is the ability to share and understand the feelings of another human being. It's often confused with sympathy, but sympathy is really based on pity, not understanding. Empathy is the perfect life partner of compassion and is a powerful tool for finding peace in our own lives. Having empathy on your own side makes decision-making easier as your moral compass is guided by both an understanding of your own past and experience others have also been through. Empathetic people are not perfect humans, but they are very close to it and are very valuable to the development of social progress. We often confuse ourselves about role models. We think these pillars of our society are demigods with perfect lives we must seek to duplicate. But this is very flawed thinking because role models are often those who have gone through trauma and are in possession of empathy. And this is what makes them valuable to the development of our social development. Take teachers, for example. The best teachers are not the ones who themselves sailed through the academic process, but are the ones who struggled with the syllabus. Knowing how to do something perfectly does not mean you can teach others how to do it. Yet if you have struggled, you can understand how someone else may also struggle and provide them with different routes to the end goal, using empathy as a tool to unlock that process. So how can we apply empathy to trauma, when in actuality it's quite a simple process. And once you know how, it will make the biggest difference to the way you view your life. In its most basic form, life is about energy, and I'm a huge believer that what we put into life is a reflection on what we can expect to get out of it. Now there is no guarantee but it works in principle. The way we treat others will manifest how people begin to treat us. How you make other people feel about themselves says a lot about you. The nuances of your own trauma mean that you can approach life in a way that causes as little trauma as possible. And this, in its own powerful way, will affect the relationships you have with your immediate community. You are recycling your trauma into future positive actions. This is sustainable emotional behaviour. The worst of people are stumped by kindness and even though you may never be able to change the way they think, 
Your kindness may just stun them into silence, which provides you with a far more peaceful existence, which to me sounds like a dream. So our trauma really can be seen as a blessing in disguise. You just need to see it that way. And unlocking the power of positive future moving forwards behaviour that trauma has is a gift you will never forget. Thank you as always for joining me today, my darlings. I love you lots, like jelly tots. I will be back next week. But until then, I hope you find your happy place. Bye-bye. Uh,